0: This episode of the PC Perspective podcast is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com/pcper and enter promo code PCPER. Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective podcast. This is episode 351. we recorded on May 27th, 2015. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Alstrom. I'm Josh Walrath i'm sebastian Peake, and i'm alan malventano the ghost
1: of christmas past
0: alan where are you alan (laughs) the ghost of alan past uh alan's sitting in ken's seat which we're not allowed to show cameras uh point cameras at like um uh, contractually actually regardless if ken is sitting in the seat Uh, ken's in china i don't know That's just – we just wanted to get rid of him for a week or so. So Alan's sitting behind the computer, hitting the buttons, doing the switching. So if anything breaks, it's no longer Ken's fault. It's actually Alan's fault. Interesting little tidbit. Uh, I apologize for missing the 350th episode of this podcast, by the way. Um, It was a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very very sad about that. Uh, I was in Florida enjoying sunshine and no internet connectivity, which is actually true in both instances. So – It turns out that if your entire, like, 30-story condo building has all concrete walls, wireless connectivity is difficult to get correct. So that's hard to do, apparently. Like, one access point for a 1,200-square-foot area is not enough when all the walls are concrete. They're also
2: dealing with rebar, which kind of makes a little bit of a Faraday cage.
0: That's true. A wee bit. And, Ed, I think I counted at one point... From my condo that we were staying at, no less than 12 2.4 gigahertz SSIDs, all labeled Tidewater hyphen some four-digit number or something like that, which I think was supposed to indicate what unit it was in. So a very, a very interesting uh, adventure there. But I'm back. We're here. We're ready. We're going to do a podcast. Uh, welcome to the show. We record this every day. No, Every we don't do, not, do that. We do not <laughs> no. record this every day. Uh every week, Wednesdays, ten PM Eastern, seven PM Pacific at pcper.com dot com slash live. It's where you can see all the amazing pre show banter that occurs. Sometimes you get to see Josh's dogs. Sometimes um, sometimes they make cute sounds. Sometimes they growl and try to nip at his nose, and that's that's a little bit funnier. Uh but today it's just us. Ken's out of town. You'll have to celebrate on in your own particular way you know it's nice that you uh <clears throat> you farmed him out to foxconn to, to make some <laughs> apple products I f- look apple came around and said we're looking for some people to make some watches we can't keep up with demand who do you got and i was like ken is sitting in the chair i really wanted anyway so if you take ken i get the chair and the mouse and the keyboard that he s- s- steals and puts on the desk uh, yeah so I think it really worked out best for everybody uh, involved, and uh, we don't have to worry about it anymore. If you need a reminder, if you want to be told of our super awesome live events, then you can go to pcper.com slash subscribe. You get this little webpage here. uh, We're asked for your name and your email address. We sign you up for a mailing list. that All we use is for our live events, and uh, it's very handy for all of those types of things. So you should definitely subscribe to that. Josh does not have access to it, which of course means um, the porn is at a minimum. Sent to that list. I wouldn't say it's to a zero. I'd just say it's at a minimum. Uh, but you, if you aren't on the, if you aren't on the list, you may have missed our Logitech live stream today as well. Um, which we had Chris Pate from Logitech out with us. Knows just about everything there is about uh, keyboard switches and mouse switches and all that other weird stuff. Uh, can or Alan, you've got to move the, the thing down. The, oh the thing yeah, on the, the thing, side, the thing. Thing, just gonna move it down one more. There you go. Uh, so you missed out on that. We gave away some some keyboards and some mice and some headsets, and you could have been a part of that, but you're not because you're a loser. Uh, we also, well, hey, so I tried to be most part of it. was the
3: best uh, grappling hook?
0: You know, we didn't actually get a straight answer on that wow. question. Uh, we had somebody ask us uh, what mouse would be would act as the best grappling hook, like Batman style. We didn't even answer that. Also, you still have uh, three or four days left to enter this contest for us to give away. We're giving away a pair of 400 gig Intel S, uh, SSD 750 series products, the PCI Express version that you can see right here in front of us, or on the screen, rather. Uh, and as a side note, your SSD will have been used in the world's fastest storage test ever in the world, ever fastest uh, at least at PC Perspective, which uh, Alan was working on this evening. So if you've ever been curious what maybe four or five SSD 750s can kind of do when you combine them, it's pretty interesting. We'll we'll, we'll have more details on that next week uh, and obviously on the website probably on uh, Thursday or Friday as well. So stay tuned for that goodness. Let's get into the actual content of the week. Uh, first up, Maury posted a review of the Gigabyte Champion Series X99 Gaming 5p motherboard uh X99 still holding on strong right i i, I begin to wonder if the X99 is going to have the same lifespan as X79 cuz i believe uh Broadwell e is supposed to use this socket as well is that right Josh i think so or Jeremy do you know, know that
3: i, I think, think it, it is but I I not completely is. positive
0: so this is an X99 platform uh it's going to have lots of PCI express connectivity 8 dim slots it's, you know, it's one of it's I don't think it's not Gigabyte's flagship, but the G1 gaming has a lot of interesting te- features and technology on it. It's got the uh power stage, POW IR stage, um MOSFET layout implementation. It's got their their improved kind of analog audio implementation as well. Um, actually turned out to be a, a, a pretty good board. In terms of you've got one gigabit Ethernet connection. It is a killer nic powered device, which I still am not Convinced that's a positive over anything, really, because um, the only thing—I mean—it runs fine. It performs fine. It performs fine. The only thing that I've noticed in my experiences with that stuff is if you install the Killer nick software, like if you have really fast internet, you actually go have to go disable the QoS in order to get the full speed. So um, something we've noticed here—you know, plenty of USB three on the back, uh, gold-plated analog audio, which is nice, I guess. Although I will say, uh, when installing speakers into that connector and you don't have the back plate makes it I'm just kind of guessing at that point because i forgot what the standardized versions are with that uh quick quick look at the uh, layout of this motherboard and some of the high level overviews does have four-way graphics uh, for sli and crossfire it's got the amp up audio technology with the upgradable op amp it's nice to see they're still doing that um josh did you have a motherboard that did that had the upgradable op amp did you have one of those yeah, uh, the uh, Gigabyte,
2: G1, board. The, the... Was it the AMD, the 990 FX? It's the AMD, What was it, the FM2 Plus?
0: Oh, it was a Kaveri board, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, there it is, Killer E2200 Gaming Networking. But if you look at the board, black styling, a little bit of red accents, nothing too dramatic there, but you can see you've got your four, four, four full-length PCI Express by 16 slots, Um Nothing, nothing magical on the back, although I guess you can see the routing for the uh, the audio back here as well. Um, now, this is for the integrated wireless. They've got the bracket there, but uh, you add the antenna connections themselves. There's that CMOS battery placement. Uh, it does have M.2 PCIe. Nah, yeah, I guess that's M.2 PCIe support yep, because yep. it's listed as 10 gigabit per second. You've got support for all three lengths of M.2 connector there. Which is nice um, yeah, and here's a layout of total available bandwidth three hundred and twenty gigabytes gigabits per second of bandwidth for uh, total graphics card implementation, so more than enough for crazy i don't I don't know how many people do four way graphics, but hey it's it's there as an option got the op amp the sound core design, dedicated caps for audio, uh, probably an isolated layer of the PCb, though I can't I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Um, it, it's it's a nice board. I feel like I've seen so many X99 products now that they all kind of run together, and I it feels bad to say this, but they kind of just it feels like they need like a new chipset revision to kind of like help differentiate things because X99 has been around for so long. Uh, Mori found it still a a, a fairly good overclocker, four three seven four point three seven gigahertz. I think it's a little bit lower than some of the other ones he's seen. Um, but decent enough pricing wise, three hundred nine bucks. That's high for a motherboard, but it's not particularly high for an X ninety nine platform board. So that's interesting, I guess. Um, in terms of strengths, he you know high you know solid stock performance, overclocking potential. He Mori likes the board aesthetics, illuminated rear panel shield. That's a plus. Um, lots of spacing on the CPU socket for those enormous heat sinks that Mori likes to uh, likes to include here. Uh, But he didn't witness complexities in terms of dialing in the overclock. Basically, it wasn't as simple as some of the other motherboards that he's used on the X99 platform to get to the overclock that he got. And then he says, odd ATX 12-volt power connection implementation requiring one to three power adapter. And I guess I need to go back in the layout and actually see what that's referring to. Does anybody have any idea what that actually means?
1: Wasn't there a Molex on the edge of the board?
0: Oh, okay. I got you.
1: It was back where...
0: Let's see. It was one of the pictures on that yeah, last page. I remember seeing that now. Yeah. Do 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 scrolling. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Well that's just go. that's just for PCI Express, right? Like just a little bit of added power for PCIe. But there might have also been something about the yeah. The well
3: you scroll all the way down and you see the normal connector, but it's got this extra one.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. Although the the eight pin is Rather high up on that board, too. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's still the biggest pain in the butt when you're building any system. Uh, power cord's going to be stretching. Is connection of that, yeah. Uh, so if you're interested in X99 platform boards, I know a lot of people still are, because it's still the highest performance system you can get. Uh, check out that review. That, again, is the... Uh, oops. Skip past it. X99 Gaming 5P motherboard. Now moving on here. This is an interesting one, and I have no idea even how to pronounce it. So I'm just going to let Sebastian do the introduction for. I'm going to try it in it. Is it ca- Calix Pat? P A T. Yeah.
4: It. It's the pat. I guess technically it's the pot. It's. Uh, I think the word means. What did I say? It means means bean. <laughs> This is a, it's a small Korean company called Calyx, and they make high-end digital audio products. They started off making, I think, digital to analog converters. and They have a couple on the market, and in the audiophile world, of course, you can get into stuff that's you know sixty-five, eighty thousand dollars speaker pairs, and just crazy expensive stuff. And they're they're kind of on the low side of price. Like this device, it's an external DAC. It's right, a USB yeah. DAC.
0: It looks like um, a remote control, to be honest with you.
4: It kind of does, but i the first time I saw it, because it's, it's about uh, – how tall is it? It's its about the size of a domino, and it looks oh. kind of like a domino at first glance. It's its thin. It's about 60 millimeters tall. It's very light. It just basically feels like a small piece of aluminum in your hand, and it just has a micro-USB connection on the bottom of it. It comes with two little cables that are like four inches long, one of them – can plug into a standard USB port. And the other one is like a USB, like a micro USB on the go cable. Mm-hmm. And it will connect to anything that supports digital audio out, which in my previous experience, and I've been using Nexus phones, the last like three Nexus phones I've had and the four and five did not ever properly support digital audio out. You know, you go into you, any car you get, is going to support digital audio through an iPhone or an iPod. Mm-hmm. But rarely have I ever heard digital audio from an Android device. And it turns out that the standard in Android 5 Lollipop actually provides digital audio output as part of the um, operating system. Okay. So since I'm running vanilla Android on this Nexus 6, I hooked it up and instantly I had sound. Now the controls, if you're watching the video, you can see... There are, the buttons on the front are not labeled, but they have just your standard kind of Apple remote functionality. You can press the center button, uh, turns the music on and off. It's like your play pause, and you have volume up and down or the the upper and lower buttons and then left and right track skips. And when I had it hooked up to the iPad, I was able to, in Pandora or Apple Music or whatever I was using um, – it worked properly. I was able to skip tracks and change the volume and stop and start the music. So that will not work on an Android phone at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that even with like other, like just random headphones that doesn't yeah. ever work on Android, which is no frustrating.
4: Yeah. The standard is, is Apple standard and it does not translate to Android at all. Sometimes they'll work with the play pause, not always, but volume and track skip never work with those things. But, um, the sound quality was really good, uh, far better than what I was comparing it to. So for the Nexus 6, I listened to the same uh, FLAC uh, CD rips that I made using J-River on a Windows computer. And first of all, like the most obvious thing is it's, it's, it's considerably louder and more. there's more channel separation. It just sounds kind of wider and clearer. There's, there's not the hiss of background noise when you turn the volume up a lot. So, it, I, the headphones I'm wearing now actually are the ones that I use. These are iGrado headphones. They're Grado's cheapest headphone. They're 49 bucks, And they have their uh, SR60 driver, which is out of a pair of $80 headphones in it, which is kind of cool for the price. But these have 100 decibel sensitivity, so they're very easy to drive. So, the, the Pat Pot puts out uh, 0.8 volts of uh power so you need sensitive headphones or just earbuds like in your monitors with it right um and they were pretty secretive the the designer did not really want to give out what's in it i don't know if that's embargoed if there's like a an upcoming DAC chip in it but whatever is going on in here this thing supports uh, up to dvd quality sound so 48 kilohertz sound if you have it but it'll do the 16-bit, 44-1 of, you know, any CD, RIP, or iTunes, you know, any MP3 store. And it, it definitely sounded better than either my laptop's built-in sound or the Nexus 6 sound hmm. by far. Interesting. How much does this cost? 99 bucks. Okay. So if you compare it to, like uh, I mentioned in the article, the Audio Quest, Dragonfly. Very popular product. Mm-hmm. I know Patrick Norton has talked about it in the past. It's a $149 DAC. It just plugs into a USB port. It looks like kind of a big thumb drive. Right. gives you a little bit better headphone amplifier, a much better digital to analog converter than your laptop would have. And it works on Macs and PCs. This thing does the same thing only because of the micro USB OTG uh, cable. You can use it with any Android phone, I would assume, running Lollipop, although it depends on the phone. And it also worked with iPhone and iPad as long as you had their... Apple has like this $29 USB adapter to Lightning. It's like their camera connection kit. But what it really does is just give the iOS device a full USB port, essentially. And it worked wow. just fine with that. And it it gave the Windows computer the same... Remote functionality as the iOS one too. So that was cool. I was on my ThinkPad and play, pause, track, skip, all that stuff worked too. So,
0: hmm. I mean, so is this is something you would recommend buying Like, do you feel like you need to know that you are an audio person before you buy something like this, or is this something like, hey, maybe you don't even know that you're an audio person? Try this and see if you can hear the difference.
2: Yeah,
4: that's a good question. Because when I when I first saw it, and I grabbed my phone out of my pocket, and I was just like, "All right, well, I it's I was in a store, and I'm like I'm probably not going to be able to hear the difference. It's going to be really subtle. A lot of audio stuff is really subtle, and people pride themselves on being able to hear subtle differences. But this thing was so much louder initially and clearer sounding, just because the amplifier was so much better than the one in my phone
0: mm-hmm.
4: that it was just instantly. Um, noticeable with the same headphones. And I tried a couple different pairs of headphones that they had at the store. And then when I got this review unit and I was trying them out with different headphones here, it was just kind of night and day. Uh, I'd say the the iPad fared the best because Apple tends to put better headphone amps in their stuff. But uh, between my ThinkPad and these Grados, there was on the Nexus 6, there was just no comparison. I think it would be easy for anybody to notice a difference just because if nothing else it's going to be louder there's just there's less background hiss it sounds better but clearer initially so you don't have to be an audiophile
0: right, that's interesting I, I might i might check that out i might have to cuz i have often told every i've told everybody i'm not an audio person like i don't feel like i can tell a big difference between different uh, audio cards and sound cards and different things that people are doing on motherboards for, for analog audio i know josh you are you do. Uh, I pretend to be. Well, that's fine too. Whatever, whatever yeah. works. Um, so check that out. That's the again, Calyx, C-A-L-Y-X. Yep. Pot. Calyx Pot. P-A-T. It, with an odd capitalization pattern. Yes. Well. Might be some kind
4: of acronym. I don't know.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's talk with Josh. You posted a review this week of the Sapphire Radeon R9 285 Mini ITX graphics card i did uh tell me about this card i guess it's Mini itx so it's small
2: well it's small and there are people around that can cope with that you know they don't you know are one of those off, people i know that you are yeah yeah so <clears throat> this past week i had the uh, the chance to uh review the <clears throat> excuse me R9-285-ITX-OC. This is a slightly overclocked version of the R9-285. It's the uh, latest chip so far from AMD based on uh, Tonga. It's GCN 1.2 architecture. Now, this, uh, this chip had kind of a rough start. It was released. And, of course, what were you working on at that same time, Ryan, that was taking up a lot of your time?
0: Of when the 285 came out?
2: Yeah. The, the G- GTX 980? 970 and 980? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what would you have rather have reviewed? The 980 and 970, which were based on a new Maxwell architecture, uh, really high-performance parts, or the R9 285, which is is mid-range?
0: Uh, well, Josh, I would like to review every product <laughs> with equal <laughs> amounts of time And effort, but that is not something that I'm able to do as a human being. Only being able to uh, stay awake 23 hours a day.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of a bad timing, some bad marketing, but uh, otherwise, it's it's a really neat chip. Uh, It is based on the latest GCN architecture. It has you know true audio, uh, XDMA, CrossFire. It's got the the better FreeSync support. that the the later versions do um it's a it's a really neat chip and it's kind of underrated but again when it was released it was probably a little too expensive it was going up against the 970 and 980 which were really kind of neat parts and and uh you know power efficient and and all those good wonderful things that that we expect from the high end but sapphire is able to produce one that was really small it's a 190 watt tdp part slightly overclocked if you could look in here it's got a pretty massive amount of heat sinks or mm. heat pipes yeah. for as small of a card, And it's got a pretty, um, pretty densely packed fans and, and an 85 or 95 uh, millimeter fan. Um, it's really quiet. It, it stayed around 37 degrees uh, Celsius at idle. And even at full load and it overclocked, it never got above 71, 72 C. And this is in my lab, which is you know average temperature for for Wait, the
0: room it's not snowing there or anything
2: it's uh, well it did last week but <laughs> happily we we cleared that out and we've had some nice days um the outputs are are decent uh, it's got two mini uh display port one hdmi it's not hdmi 2.0 and uh, of course a dual link dbi so you can do infinity Three-card affinity, just as long as you've got the the specific adapters. It's got a big chunk out of there that that helps the cooling. Uh, It's not a blower type, so heat goes out the front and the back. Mm -hmm. And in terms of performance, this is a slightly faster card than the average GTX 760. So a lot of GTX 760s came out of the box overclocked. This one is slightly overclocked, like by 10 megahertz at the core. And uh, it beats up on those pretty handily. Uh, when looking at a lot of benchmarks, this matches a GTX 960. Uh, and in some ways, it's a little bit faster. Uh, it does have the color compression, so it's more efficient in the memory. And uh, it's got a 256-bit bus. The kind of downside is it's got 2 gigs of, of memory. If you're looking at iFinity or above 1080p or 1600p, then you're kind of running out of space. There were some applications... I had, uh, if the memory was not overly used, it ran perfectly fi- fine at 1600p, and things like Battlefield 4, uh, Thief, things that will utilize all of that space, then yeah. it started to get a little chunky at the higher resolutions. But otherwise, if you're just doing 1080p gaming all the time, this is a really fantastic card. It's it's small, it's quiet, it stays pretty cool, considering it's still a 190-watt TDP part, and it's it's in a really really tight package um trying to think it overclocked nicely it didn't pull all that many watts it is not obviously as efficient as a maxwell uh type architecture but it still is underneath what say like a gtx 970 is able to pull at uh at the power at the uh, at the wall with a computer so uh anything
0: you can think of or questions you had um i mean overclockability was one thing no i mean it's just it's in an odd spot right now because of all the, oops, all the rumors and, and stuff that we'll get to eventually as well. The, these types of cards are going to have difficulty. Um, but the, I, I love the ITX design of this. I love the small form factor, being able to get these types of GPUs in smaller and smaller cases, and smaller and smaller pace, uh, places. It's something AMD's GPUs have had more difficulty with because of their uh, power efficiency deficit, I guess, compared to what the Maxwell offerings are. Um, so it's nice to see uh, it's nice to see Sapphire get this into a smaller design. Yeah, and it's two
2: hundred nineteen dollars before any kind of rebate. I, I've seen rebates as high as twenty and thirty bucks, so you're looking at uh, anywhere from you know one seventy nine to one eighty nine. And if you were thinking, hey, you know, I want to buy this now because my usage scenario kind of says this is a good thing, I don't know if I would have. I mean, I don't know exactly what's coming up. But I I really, you know, I've been struggling with video cards all my life. Well, not all my life, since 1996. <laughs> and uh, the one thing I learned is that unless you're just right around a week of a new architecture being put out, there never is really a bad time to buy a video card. Unless, of course, yeah. the prices just went up for no real reason, which has happened before. But, you know, if, if it's at a decent price and it's an upgrade for you and it fits your usage scenario, uh, it's 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 not a bad buy. I don't think you'd feel a lot of buyer's regret or remorse in, uh, in a couple of weeks. Certainly, there are always going to be new things out and there will be more sales, but it's not a bad purchase.
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm glad you got to get your hands on this. So, uh, that is the Sapphire. Oops, wrong buttons, right Here, the Sapphire. What was the model number? The R9
2: 285 ITX OC. Oh, I could have just guessed that. Had I just you could thought have. It long
0: enough. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, all right. So we have a lot of news to get to this week, focusing on rumors and speculation and leaks. But before we do that, everybody. Before we do that. It's time to talk to you about today's podcast sponsor. That's right, everybody. This episode of the PC Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Casper, a brand new advertiser with us. They are an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. That's right, online retailer of mattresses. It is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the consumer. Now, there are lots of benefits to Casper. Casper's mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress. I love that terminology, obsessively engineered mattress at a very fair price. It uses two technologies, latex and memory foam, that come together for better nights and brighter days. Do we have Josh muted? I want to make sure we still have Josh on mute here. Okay. it 's a comfortable mattress that has just the right of sink, just the right amount of sink and bounce. A casper mattress provides long lasting comfort and support. You can buy it easily online and the best part, and I think most importantly when you're buying something like this online is that it's completely risk free You can try sleeping on a Casper mattress uh, it understands the importance of truly trying on a mattress that in reality you spend about a third of your life on, which is one of those depressing statistics that you hear all the time, You know, which is people have always told me, don't buy a cheap mattress because if you sleep eight hours a day, you're literally spending a third of your life in bed. Uh, Casper offers free delivery and painless returns within a 100-day period. That's right. You get 100 days to actually use the mattress and see if you like it before you decide to keep it or send it back so you don't have to lie down on a mattress in a showroom and have to make a decision based on 30 seconds of uh awkward moments where you and a salesman make eye contact while you're laying on a bed and he's standing over you That sounds pretty bad actually um and did you know statistically lying on a bed in a showroom has no correlation to whether it is the right bed for you i don't I don't know where that statistic is. I'm going to have to ask for some more details on that statistic. I can back that up. You you think that's true? I bought a very expensive memory foam mattress at one point, uh, thinking it was awesome. And it ended
1: up being too firm. And I had to go and buy one of those cheap memory foam little cover things to put over a very expensive. Over your very
0: expensive mattress. That sounds stupid. If you had gone to Casper, you would have 100 days to sleep on it. That's true. Before deciding if you wanted to keep it or send it back, and Casper's mattresses are made in the good old U.S. of A. So here's what your call to action is, guys. You can get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin, or $950 for a king size. Comparing this to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. And you can save an additional... It's a bargain. It's a bargain, exactly. And, because... Because of your friends at PC Perspective, you can save an additional $50 as one of our audience members by going to Casper.com slash PCPer and entering the promo code PCPer. So it's Casper.com slash PCPer. Use uh, the promo code PCPer. Try out a mattress. Try it out for 100 days before deciding whether or not you want to keep it. And uh, in all honesty, my wife has been complaining about our mattress for like six months maybe more than that and now she's pregnant so the complaining has maybe gone up a little bit i'm not sure i'm not saying uh so this might be uh something that that we take advantage of as well casper.com slash pc per promo code pc per i'll make sure i remember that when i uh, go check them out as well so thank them for their support of pc perspective now on to the news and there's a lot of it um this is I, I call so this was an update to an original an older post. Remember, we saw this picture from like Chip Hell. It was supposed to be of the R9 390X or Fiji or whatever they were calling it. And then there was a stylized shot, and you're like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. But then there was some there were some maybe some thoughts that it was a rumor. And then uh, our friend Johan Anderson from uh, Dice, the developer of the engine powering Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 3 and all their stuff, tweeted this photo out. With the line, "This new island is one seriously impressive and sweet GPU. Wow! And thanks to at AMD Radeon, they will be put to good use. Um, It's good to be king, huh? Yeah. Also, like, do you think so? Clearly, this picture is accurate now. Like, this is a realistic thing. I don't know if this is the only option they're going to offer for you know whatever Fiji turns out to be called, Um, but it's clearly one of them, and it definitely matches the pictures that we saw you know, the week or two weeks before, right? Like, I mean, clearly those are the same. Clearly those are the yeah, same I, thing. I have a feeling
2: that <clears throat> whatever Fiji's they have out, they're all going to be water-cooled because it's going to be
0: hot. So my question is, do you think AMD told him to send that tweet out? Or do you think AMD was like, ah, damn it.
2: I, I think he probably asked, hey, can I, can I do kind of a picture of this just for interest? And AMD's like, yeah, Johan. We'd like you to do that because you have the most popular multiplayer game around, and you do amazing things.
0: Jeremy, do you like the way this card looks? Now that we know Uh, this is what it looks like, interesting. I am a fan of the size. I'm not. It's
3: about the same size as Josh's card that he just showed us.
0: No, that's true. That's a little bit bigger.
3: This is a little bit, but
2: yeah, because I mean, you look at the back. um, It's it's look at the look at the pins. Yeah, look at where the pins are. Show so me your you've card. got a good one and a half inches. show me your of extra there space
3: yeah so yeah okay
0: About. it's still way smaller yeah. than a than like a nine eighty or a two oh x yeah. or whatever
3: oh certainly yeah, and water cooled standard is going to be interesting if they do it. It kind of looks like they will be, and just from some of the stuff we've been hearing it it makes sense thermally, but that'd be the first time we'd ever seen retail cards purely water cooled coming out and yeah. May make the uh, resellers a little bit either happy or sad because it's kinda hard to brand when everything's stuck on the same Yeah, pool The, the address they want to play with it's totally and go screwed. Crazy.
0: Yeah, the add in car partners would be screwed on this. But I mean well, I mean, even like the GTX nine eighty, the Titan X is like that. The Titans are like that. Nobody gets to, to rebrand and reconfigure them. Except D
2: V G A. Don't they have their own cooler that just came out? For the Titan? For the Titan X. I don't know I don't that that's so. true. Maybe uh, they do. What's his name? Jacob? Jacob. He he just tweeted out a bunch of pictures and here's this E V A cooler.
0: It that says, doesn't sound like something Jacob. EVGA do. Titan X. Okay, all right. Alright. Uh well, I stand corrected. I don't I I there, I mean there, like the two ninety five X two is one that never got any no. stuff on it. But then, again, that was the water cooled one. Um, and, but a lot of the thousand dollar, like the Titan Z, never got any customization. The Titan, the Titan Black, never got any customizations. Um, so it's possible, but those are lower run than I'm hoping that Fiji will be. So we'll have to you see if have a to be the case. Yeah, you do.
2: I fear that these cards, just because the interposer technology is so new, you're not going to have many of them at launch. Yeah. You're probably not going to have many of them at the end of Summer. Don't say that. And who knows? Makes me sad. What winter will be like?
0: Winter is coming.
2: Winter. Eternal winter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Okay. The
3: graphics cars can run faster then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, also, in the AMD rumor side, Sebastian actually wrote this up. So tell me what this is all about.
4: Well, videocards.com
0: posted. No, 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 no. You didn't say that right. What, how's it pronounced? Video cards. Video cards. It's like Josh Tech.
4: <laughs> I haven't got the double k- k down. Okay. Anyway, they posted this article that, where it was, I don't know, it was kind of some conflicting information even within the article, as was pointed out in our comments. And i I quoted their little rundown of the different models and what their 200 series name is off to the right. And if you kind of follow along the list, you'll see that apparently just about all of the R9 300 series parts would then just be rebrands. And they're kind of speculating that the, like Josh has been saying, the new Fiji card will be named Fiji, kind of like NVIDIA calls the high-end card the Titan and the Titan X. Uh, So it's possible there's going to be a new... Completely new architecture card, the one with high bandwidth memory that's called something different, and that these 300 series rebrands will just be for the OEM space.
2: I think they're going to call it Doctor Zeus. They should. Doctor Zeus. Doctor Zeus. Exactly. Doctor
0: Zeus. That would
2: be if they're on Crossfire. Isn't isn't Doctor Zeus the only one who defeated the Titans? Something like that.
0: I don't know. So. I kind of, I kind of (laughs) theorized. It was in return to the Mountain of the Apes, I think. Yeah. I theorized around this when we first saw uh, when they launched the OEM variants of the 300 series, um, like they kind of publicly posted them on their website, and there was a 380 that was actually a 280x or 285, right, Josh? Is that what it was?
2: Yeah. I thought it was just the the OEM 280 was the old. Tahiti 280, or no, no. am might not be. The Radeon
0: R9 380 was listed as. As a 285? As a 285. Okay. Uh, but there was nothing else above that listed in those parts. Now it makes sense if maybe the R9 390 comes out as Hawaii Pro and the 390X comes out as Hawaii XT, right, in terms of like the model numbering still works out that way. Uh, and then you would have Fiji be either a 400 series or a completely like kind of custom named part, like you just call it AMD Fiji. I don't think they would do that, but I, I would, I would actually think that would be pretty cool. Um, so, the, and and now this this driver came out. Is that what the leak is from? Is, yeah, is that is a driver yeah. that lists these things? Um, R nine three hundred series as Hawaii XT. Well, clearly they've already talked about. They're not going to have an OEM 380 be a completely different GPU than a retail R9 380. That would would be insane. Not impossible, but insane. So clearly, hopefully they won't do that. Um, But I don't know, man. All this – I mean, how are we going to feel if what happens is we get Fiji XT and Fiji Pro for whatever they're going to be named – and then everything else is a rebrand with a lower price, I guess. More yeah, measure. lower
3: price could be good. I mean,
0: yeah. Feel
3: like but. I was waiting for new Nvidia cards a couple of years back. but Yeah. I mean, not the first time we've had to deal with this.
0: No, but they've done it since like the seventy nine hundred now. Hmm. Uh, mm.
2: No, I think I think they're probably just going to do more memory. I mean, so like the 285, it was relegated to 2 gigs. And uh, it'll either come out in the kind of mid-range part as a 4 gig or 6 gig, depending on if they utilize that extra two, uh, 128-bit memory bus that it supposedly has. Or uh, for the uh, Hawaii, they'll all come out at 8 gigs.
0: Yeah, I I think I'm hopeful that... There will be a new Tonga-based GPU that comes out that is bigger than the rn 285. Has a, has a uses a 384-bit memory bus and and maybe unlocks two thousand shaders. Yeah, forty-eight. Un- unlock some of the features of that GPU that maybe have been hidden for a while yep. that they didn't want to release because kind of like air Yeah, going to eat into 290 and 290x. I don't know how that will work because they still clearly want to sell Hawaii chips. So if a Tonga XT or whatever you want to call it is going to be as fast as a Hawaii, then you have different issues. So, yeah,
3: but I want, like, free scaling and the audio effects and all of those things that you can only get true. on what isn't exactly a high-end card.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. There, there's there's technological differences that the Tonga has over even Hawaii. So yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, so while Ken's in China... This fancy little laptop made its way here. We did a post. Is that uh, a mouse pad? <laughs> yeah, it's a mouse. It's a mousing surface. It's a very thin laptop. This is the uh, Lenovo Le Z. If you remember, this was kind of one of our biggest discussion points from CES in January. Um, because I mean, it's 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 a fairly thin laptop. It's not the thinnest laptop that we've ever used. Uh, it has for I mean, it's. It basically, it has a full-size HDMI port and full-size USB ports, right, that fit on the side of this. Um, no no issues with that. But if you look – so if you look at the picture, it opens up, and it's just – it kind of looks like a normal normal notebook, except this thing is like – I don't know how to describe it. It's it's so light, but it's not – It feels like it's hollow. Yeah. When,
1: like it feels like there's nothing in it.
0: The – the yeah. Yes. It feels like when you go to a furniture store and they have, like, those cardboard TVs that are that are there to make it, you know, oh, hey, what does the TV look like in here? And then sometimes they'll have, like, a cardboard laptop sitting on a desk. Those like aren't real? Well, this picture never changed on the screen. Did you think it was just locked up? Yeah, it was, you know,
1: because it was running, like, so Windows XP.
0: This, this, honestly, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not much. This feels like picking up something like that. Yeah. Um, it is... Uh,
1: I think the fake laptops at the furniture store are way more than may. that, honestly. They may.
0: may. Uh, for, like, Ken took the back plate off this before he left and handed it to Alan. And Alan, you said it was like <laughs> holding a piece of car- – like if you handed him a piece of cardboard that was the same shape, the cardboard would weigh more yeah. than the back panel of Where this. Where does the
3: LAN cable go?
0: Uh, it does not have one. It goes to the USB 3.0 port.
3: Ah, okay, come
4: on,
0: Jeremy. Ultrabooks don't have full-size Ethernet ports. This is true. You got to buy a dongle. I'm trying to. I'm going back to our post from CES that uh, uh, Tim wrote up for us, and we did a video on it as well. It's a 13.3 inch screen. Um, it weighs 1.72 pounds, but it that doesn't seem that minimal. It's just the way it feels like it's because it's such a large machine, like, form factor-wise. It's got a 2560 by 1440 resolution display in it. This model has... It has a Core i7 processor, which I actually think is a detriment to it because... It cuts down on battery life, right? So when you get something this thin and the battery life is going to be lower than you want, the first thing is, well, I'd take another half pound to get X number more hours of battery life out mm. of it, which is a valid, you know, trade Dollar. out of what and Apple I'm guessing
3: did. it sits flush inside <clears> so you can't even buy an extender. Yeah, it's, you can't get like
0: a Like
1: the battery, battery
3: itself, you couldn't buy a, a larger one.
0: Oh, no, no, no. no the battery is yeah. internal. yeah. Battery, and this is internal. But, I mean, performance is great on it because of that processor. I think it's got 8 gigs of RAM. The keyboard is very not Lenovo-like, I will say, as well, first impressions. Um, this was a – the material was co-developed with Lenovo and Fujitsu. Um, it's some kind of magnesium alloy. Is that right, yep. Um And so I think the keyboard maybe takes a little bit from Fujitsu, just kind of guessing, because it's so unlike what Lenovo has done before. Also, some of the how, branding is how different. Does it, how does it torque? I mean, when you hold it by an
2: edge, is it's it fle- does it bend quite no. a bit? It's it's kind of rigid, but like
1: it, it it is a more flexible build. Like in other words, you know, like you can see you can see Ryan like see a little bit if you it. try it's to uh, like like that will flex more than other laptops. Actually, that's one of the things I told us at CES was the display specifically they had to make it in such a way where it is designed to be able to flex. Right, remember that, Ryan? Yeah, wasn't like, like
0: it was like glued, attached, or something like it's, that. Somehow,
1: was... the way that it's assembled yeah. is so that it's it's you know, if you design something to flex, right, it mm-hmm. it actually ends up being more durable in the end, even though you know it is not exactly staying perfectly rigid all the time. But if you build flex into something by design, um, you can get away with making it lighter, you know. And it doesn't have to be as rigid. And it, as long as it goes back to where it was once you're done flexing, <laughs> which is the important part, right? Right, yeah. Um, and and that,
2: that laptop does. So you, you know. don't want to put it in your back pocket, right? Well, you might not be able to fit it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Come on.
4: I would say... Lenovo's X1 Carbon has a flexible lid, too, and it was designed that way, right? Because that one has the same kind of like aluminum-magnesium
0: construction no and it's this like... one this one has a very different body to it yeah okay this this is i'm trying to try to remember what they called it it's much thinner like
1: the like the the shell of it is very very thin like extremely thin yeah material.
0: it's it's not it's it doesn't feel like any other material i've ever felt on a laptop before
1: it's it's like there's there's not really any cross bracing inside of it like no. when you look at the inside of it like the whole thing is just designed so that it can torque is it
4: magical
0: uh, Which you described I mean, as magical. I might describe it what, as magical. The well, first impression I, the, you get when the, holding yeah. it is, is is magical. The first time you pick it up
1: and then you're, you're first amazed that it's so light, and then you're amazed when you open the lid and it actually turns on.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: you 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 know you kind of you, <gasps> you take a few seconds to realize, you know, that oh wait, this might not be, you know, a full laptop. It might just be something that they had that was, you know, a, a prop, like a like a demo of what the model could be. Right, and then the, you know the guy's like, "Oh yeah, go ahead, open it up you know, and you open it up, and it's a full bone machine and it's just it's just like it's just lighter it, it's it crosses this funky threshold just in an average person's brain, I would guess, where you just don't expect it to be functional as light as that is,
2: yeah, so it's kind of the uncanny valley of, of yeah. laptops, <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense
0: we've got to mean? <laughs> we've got to review it's pending so on it' so light i i think i'm gonna like my my first guess is that like the lightness is gonna be amazing the performance is gonna be fantastic because of its core i7 broadwell implementation i think its battery life is gonna be its downfall um because of that processor and maybe because of the higher resolution screen it's got 25 by 14 instead of like a 1080p or something like that um i think i I don't want to say yet but I, i think the battery life is on the low side of what we're seeing with other broadwell machines for sure um but it's not super expensive like it's not cheap. it's like $1400 I think but considering its premium kind of I don't know placement in the market that's not that's not so bad. So we'll see review review pending. Uh, another leak. Jeremy, what's this one? This is a logitech wheel leak perhaps?
3: Yeah, it is indeed. A couple of people got some pictures of what is obviously branded a PS4. Uh, wheel but is going to be USB so it's going to work on a PC just fine and people like Josh are very excited about this because it's been a while since we've seen a good uh, wheel come out that actually is uh, compatible with pedals and shifters and in some of the pictures that they showed in the full article you can see a box for a shifter, You, you don't actually see the shifter but there is definitely a box for a shifter Which is good news, because if you've got one of the older style Logitechs, you might not have to upgrade your pedal and shifter. It should, in theory, work with this. Unless, of course, you've stomped it in the ground, in which case you've got a perfect excuse to get a new one. It's also kind of neat in that this is... Before Logitech always did Driving Force wheels and G-Series wheels. This is the Driving Force G29, so they've put them together, uh, which probably means one developer crew and maybe a little bit better product overall. And I still don't understand Josh what that orange wheel is supposed to do.
2: I don't.
1: Is that brake bias or something?
2: No, I think that's uh that's traction control setting. Ah. So you uh, like sport, you fancy, snow, downhill. So it'll come in handy under rally, I, won't it?
0: What was it? Grocery um, store. So actually, this morning, <laughs> this afternoon, we had <laughs> the grocery store setting. We had Logitech in studio, and we asked them very specifically about this, and they very spe- specifically said we're not going to say anything about yep. your post. Alan asked them, I asked them, and even off the record, like we're not going to tell you anything about that. Okay,
2: fine. I was not I think, really off the record, was it?
0: I mean, I, I was bringing it up mostly. He did say on the stream, he said, Chris said. This is the first time I've gone to E3 in the last four years, and I was like, "Oh." That's what
1: his response was to us too. Like (laughs) before, was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm going to E3."
2: The G27 has been out since 2010.
1: So, but the G27 comes with the pedals and the shifter. Correct. This might.
3: You don't know.
2: This
1: one probably will. I, I would imagine it would because the box sitting under that desk looked awfully big for just the wheel. If you look at that, well, this box
0: here on the table says you can just see the word shifter
1: shifter, almost like it's a separate thing. That one does say shifter, yeah, but I don't know. I can see, I can actually see why they're gonna allow you to mix and match. Well, I can see them selling the shifter alone as an add on because for a lot of games, you could just use the paddles and a set of pedals, right? So just assume the pedals did come with that wheel. You don't necessarily need the shifter off to the side anymore, Mm, not with, you know, modern kind of, you know, cars, right?
0: I only drive cars with paddle shifters anyway. It's a rule I have now. I love paddle shifters. So uh, maybe we'll hear some more of that at E3, which is just a – I think it's like three weeks from now. So not so much there. Uh, Other rumors and speculation coming through. It's Rumors Week here at PC Perspective. Uh, Sebastian, I'll let you take this one again. NVIDIA GeForce GTX 980 Ti Specs Leak? That's
4: right. On slow news weeks, we love rumors. (laughs) Everyone loves rumors except for manufacturers who probably don't appreciate it when things come out like this, but we don't know if it's true. That's why I had to say rumor. This was another video cards article. And this one was via another rumor site. So it's two layers of this (laughs) hardware battle, which I'd never heard of. And I went to it and it. it was not in English. So I'm kind of scrolling through looking at pictures, but basically there's a GPU Z screen grab and it, seems to indicate of course they could have just changed the text on the name but they conveniently hide the device id yeah
0: what's up with
4: that i don't know with their logo so seems a little questionable but this card is if we can believe this it's going to be probably based on a cut down uh titan what is it the x or am Mm -hmm. i thinking of the z Mm
2: -hmm. titan x yeah.
4: So, you know, the Titan X has, like, 3,072 shaders. This one had a little less than that. I have a nice chart here that I put in the post that shows the difference between the X, this is a 980 Ti, and then the 980 that's currently out. So mm-hmm. you're gaining the 384-bit memory bus from the Titan X. You are moving from 4 to 6 gigs of DDR5, GDDR5, and because of the the wider bus, you gain the additional memory bandwidth. They're, obviously, they don't know the TDP. Um, they estimated the TMU and ROP count because that was covered up by the hardware battle logo.
2: Hmm.
4: So it's interesting. I mean, I'm not sure where they get the... I mean, the 2816 number, I'm sure Josh would know better, like the certain number of those... Um, Cores have been disabled. Then, if this is a cut-down GM 200 part,
2: yeah, two of the big shader blocks were chopped out.
1: Hmm. So, hmm.
4: Uh, no idea what this might run. I mean, you'd think GTX 980s retail for around five fifty. Yep. So, you know, you're thinking probably seven eight hundred bucks, but we will see. If this is legitimate.
2: We always have to see.
4: I like how um, Ryan is just completely... Can't say okay, we'll a word, neither confirm nor
3: deny these rumors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the Logitech guy's stance and say, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. Never heard of that before. It's pretty weird. 980 I don't know what that is. Uh, let's move on to the next... We got, oh, this is not a rumor. This is actually something that's actually happening. Right now, Ken, our very own Ken, who we sent away to China, is sitting in a, in a room listening to a keynote at the Lenovo Tech World Conference, first annual, I believe. Yeah, it's called Orientation for Foxconn. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> we told him it was a Lenovo conference. He still actively believes it. Uh, so we're just kind of you know, letting him roll with it and see, see how that actually goes. Um, So this is – it's happening in Beijing. It is – Lenovo's kind of – it's kind of an odd thing for them because it's right before Computex, um, and they're just taking an opportunity to bring some media over and talk about their specific devices. There's a handful of them here, uh, Lenovo Z41, Z51, uh, 14- and 15.6-inch kind of uh, mainstream designs, uh, refresh with Broadwell as well as new AMD discrete GPU options. Wink, like wink. M three hundred and sixty. There you go. Mm-hmm. Wink. Uh, so they're using Broadwell U class, the same thing that we we've got in uh, like the the Z we were talking about before, um, and uh, starting at five hundred and forty nine dollars for this Z seven Z fifty one, which is a, a nice starting price point actually. Um, they're actually already for sale on Lenovo's website. If you want to check those out, you can do that. Uh, and then they also announced the IdeaPad line with a lowercase i, which just uh, looking at it makes me angry for some reason, using Baytrail M processors, 14- and 15-inch variants. Um, they seem to be aimed at the low-cost Chromebook market, but these are running Windows with Bing. And they start at 249 bucks for uh, essentially a full laptop with Baytrail. Compare that to the... Uh, Intel compute stick that was what 130 140 maybe it was 150 um the, well, the Linux to. one was
3: cheaper but still
0: yeah true the Windows one was 150 bucks and you got basically this hardware minus the lap the screen and the keyboard and trackpad
1: you got the computer minus the laptop
0: you get all the innards <laughs> you get all the innards minus all the outards if you will um, and Real quick, I mean, Sebastian, what were, what were the other things that were, like, were just occurring as we were getting ready to go on? Was, was there anything that we could say? A
4: um, couple of high-performance SANS. They have this new lineup of enterprise stuff that's supposed to kind of emulate the speed of Flash using conventional drives, and they have their own proprietary way of kind of sorting things and organizing it. Hmm. Um, what else was there? They have a new streaming device the Lenovo Cast, which looks like a hockey puck and apparently works like a Google Chromecast. Mm. And that's $49. Um, And then they were talking a lot about their new Cortana and...
0: What was that called?
4: Reach It. Reach It. Yep. So Reach Reach It is their sort of data
3: set, and they're using the Cortana voice recognition... Uh It'll reach around your entire cloud to grab data.
2: <clears throat> yeah. And it'll whisper sweet nothings in your ear while doing it. It better.
1: That's Cortana mm-hmm. speaking.
2: Exactly.
4: I, and they have a little video, and it doesn't it doesn't look that exciting, but it if looks, it
0: actually works. It, it looks super compelling if if I believe that it would actually work in an environment that would be useful for me. Uh, I think, who was it in, in, the, in our hip chat that said, if you often... Look for Photoshop files at Starbucks with Tim. This will be (laughs) a perfect solution. That was me. For you. Um, They
4: made a pretty big deal out of Tim in the video. Like, Tim, where is this file from last week? And as long as you know someone named Tim and had a file last week, it'll find it every time.
0: I think Ken is actually going to get a chance to use that stuff while he's over there at the Lenovo event. So hopefully next week he'll come back. I mean, hopefully next week he'll come back. Hopefully. period. That's, that's part and one. Then yeah. uh, when he does, he'll maybe have some interesting stuff to talk about uh, from that type of thing because it sounds super compelling. The ability—that's what everybody wants out of a computer, right? That for me to be able to sell, say, "Man, what was the, uh, what were the pictures I? Where the pictures I took a couple of weeks ago of said device?" Right. Now it's not going to be able to know that because it's not going to know what you're taking pictures of. But if I said when I was with Alan, maybe it'll work. But I'm like Alan's always at the yeah. office, so that's not really helpful. Yeah, that'll
1: it narrow it down for yeah. you, right? It
0: won't, Yeah. So. But then you're like, oh, Alan was wearing that blue shirt.
1: <laughs> and they're like, and and then it like, just pops yeah, right no, I got the you. The
4: or the
0: Navy?
1: If Cortana knows gotta, what I'm wearing, we got problems. Yeah, you, you got It's got to do what, a lot of data collection to work.
0: I've got a Windows 10 machine with a webcam pointed at, into the office all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really creepy. Oh, shit. It's true. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. I was planning ahead for Reach Around It. So All right. All right. Our last rumor of the day. Only Xeon-based Skylake CPUs will be getting AVX 512. Uh, This was posted by Scott literally moments before going onto the stream. AVX 512 is an instruction set that expands CPU registers from 256 to 512-bit. comes with a uh, core spec, AVX 512 foundation, and several extensions that can be added where it makes sense. Um, And I guess we kind of all thought that... uh, AVX 512 would just be coming to Skylake across the board, but apparently that's only going to happen to the Xeon-based Skylake. Is that what you're seeing, Jeremy? Oh,
3: not even just that. Oh. I, if you get Knight's Landing, then you get a lot of the GPU-style benefits. You don't get a lot of the high PC, or HPC computational benefits. If you want those, you've got to go with the Skylake or the Canon Lake. So it, it's made shopping for your Xeon a little bit more difficult. Oh. Right? Because all of a sudden the. Hmm. uh, Oh, buddy Helen, I haven't spent enough time looking at these. uh,
0: Don't you know uh, what AVX512ERI is? Yeah, the
3: PFI and the ERI.
0: Pure. uh, (laughs) Don't don't do it. Oh,
2: sorry. Pure (laughs) (laughs) freaking (laughs) integers.
0: It makes sense to me. I don't see any reason with that. So that's a a complicated table that people are going to have to look at and judge when, I mean, it's... And you have to have software that's actually going to... Yeah, yeah. I I think for consumers, this is not going to be an issue, right? You're not... No. You're not going to be using software that's taking advantage or or could utilize AVX 512. Chances are, very little software you have now takes advantage of AVX 2, right? Which is the 256-bit implementation of that uh, uh, standard, so... Maybe in the future this will be taken care of. Maybe the generation after Skylake will just kind of everything will have all of it. This was just an interim because of size and power con, uh, considerations. Keep in mind we, when when I was at uh, the last Intel uh, Server Tech Day, they talked about you know when you run they had to implement specific AVX turbo modes because when you're running AVX 256 full like. Every computation doing AVX-256, you're actually – you lose, use a lot more power and you have to downclock considerably uh, to maintain TDP concerns. So 5.12, I imagine that will be even more so. So that's maybe why they need, need to be more specific about what features you want. That way they can better tune the processor and make sure you have the thermal headroom to get uh, the performance you need out of certain things. And I'm sure all of these parts will be prohibitively expensive Oh, yeah, well. dirt cheap. Dirt yeah. cheap. Indeed. Uh, that takes us to our hardware software picks of the week. Um, mine is this. Now I'm afraid because Sebastian's on the show tonight and he's one of those audio- Rick. He's one of those audio nerds. Sebastian, I bought a Bose device. That's good. Oh it I'm is. shaking and, it's no. and Ray. I mean it's good for you. Yeah. I bought the Bose. I bought the Bose SoundLink 3. It's a portable Bluetooth speaker, as you can see here, battery-powered. Um, I've played through the entirety of the three-movie Star Wars soundtrack so far uh, in my battery test and haven't run into any issues. Rechargeable, um, obviously through an AC port on the back, auxiliary input option as well as Bluetooth. Very simple controls, power, power. Um, Bluetooth sync, aux input, and then you've got your mute and volume changes. I bought this because I was on vacation, and I was tired of the crappy music that people were playing at, at the beach around me, so I said, I'm going to buy one. And I'm going to buy one that gets louder.
3: And this why didn't you buy one of the Giants branded
0: ones? Yeah, you're right. I could have. I could have got uh, a you know, Chicago Bears or Dallas Cowboys branded. I don't know why you that's a thing. could have. But... I don't know why that's a thing. This is not cheap. It's $299. It's $299 everywhere. Bose doesn't They do like price control stuff so that it's not on sale at any given spot really at any point. I think it's Bose is one of the brands that when you go to Best Buy you couldn't use your coupons on uh, a long time ago when I was working there. I have to admit, again, going back to the earlier part of the show where I never claimed to be an audiophile in any sense of the word, it sounds amazing for as small of a speaker as it is. Um, And it puts out a surprising amount of bass. For a small of a, of a device as it is, right, clearly there's not a whole lot of room in there um, for a larger subwoofer. Like, the bass comes out the back, treble comes out the front. It makes sense. Um, and, it, and it gets loud, and it sounds good while it does it. Um, I don't have Wave any Wave guides. Yep. yep. 863 customer reviews with a 4.5-star rating is pretty good on there. Sorry to disappoint people if they think that, that – Bose hey, you is know, Bose, no Bose was highs, shit no back lows. when
2: Dr. Bose was in charge, and he was doing some really interesting things with sound. In fact, he, he taught a class at MIT about acoustics. I guess it was fantastic because he, he knew all of the, the acoustics of the room, so he'd stand in a place and he'd be able to throw his voice out. So it sounded like he was talking behind you in class. But anyway, uh, it sounds like um, perhaps maybe they're going back to there because they've made things as small as they can. Now maybe they can... Make them sound better.
0: means <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I rocking remember.
4: the uh, speakerphone sound on your phone, you know?
1: True. Oh, yeah. That is true.
0: It does not have a microphone, so it so? will not act as a speakerphone.
1: Good. No, but I mean like... a uh, the speaker on your phone.
4: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than you know, just like listening your to your 1.
4: tunes on your smartphone, you know, propped up against something to try to amplify it. A Doritos it. can.
1: If...
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, Alan, it, Alan said it sounded good. I'll say it, there, it was a, there was a second good. opinion in it.
1: Right? Yeah. Uh It might, I don't know. time and
0: its place. You
1: might have to confirm this, but uh, like it might just act as if you're using just a regular set of speakers hooked up to your phone, and when you try to do speakerphone, it still uses the mic from your phone. But yeah, I guess talking, I don't know.
0: No, I don't think it does that because I think no, it, it assumes that it's not, the speaker Too may way. not be near you. Yeah. Or your phone may not be near you or, or whatever. Hmm. Um, That's airplay
4: compatible too, right? Not just Bluetooth.
0: I don't no, know the It might to that. not
4: be. Oh it is not? Okay. I don't
0: know I don't know the answer to that because I don't I think Airplay
4: will do like uncompressed uh, like sixteen forty four audio and Bluetooth is closer to like three twenty KBPS. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm also gonna play some, some music in the background. For just, You're gonna get us taken down. Nah, no, I have we're, to we're talk. gonna talk over it. I have to so talk over it, it. Like, no, Google. A little Wiz Khalifa to demonstrate. Just, just saying
4: power. that is gonna have this stream taken. That's down. it. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> it. We're we're off now. We're off. Uh, featuring Charlie Pooth, who I don't know who that is. What, what is that? Yeah, it's just a song from the Fast Seven soundtrack.
1: Okay. Ooh, so we what just have to is, keep talking. We just have to keep talking over it so we don't get taken down.
0: The Fast 7 soundtrack. I
1: have yeah.
3: no idea what that is.
4: Hey, remember
0: when there were movies
4: called The Fast sure and movie? The Furious, and then they just stopped using all those words because they were too complicated? Yeah. It's and now too it's too just words. Fast 7. It's too many words. They met their
3: quota. So,
0: All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Josh. No, Jeremy, you're next. What do you got? Jeremy?
3: I, I'm amazed at how quickly the price of DDR4 has come down. Uh, it used to be stupidly expensive. It would run you the same price as the X99 motherboard that we were talking about earlier today. I saw a review this week for some DDR4 266. G-Skill is not maybe one of my favorite memory companies, but they're certainly not too bad. And it was 170 bucks for 16 gigs of DDR4 2666, which they pushed pretty damn hard. They didn't show what they got at 1.4 volt, because honestly you shouldn't be running this at 1.4 volt the entire time without acknowledging you are going to kill it, but at yeah. 1.3, they were over 3 gigahertz, and the timings were only released by like 1. So there's a lot to That's play with cool. on these DIMMs if you want to. Uh, you can probably get the timings down if you don't want to up the frequency, but from what they were saying in the review, that for 170 bucks, this is stuff that you can play around with if that's your thing is screwing around with a brand new memory technology that not many of us have got to play with. If you want to drop cool. down, I've seen some kits for 16 gigs around $130, $140. So
0: pretty good, you're right. That's, if if, that's if, you know, if you're
3: holding off on upgrading because of the prohibitive price of DDR4, not so much the case anymore.
0: Uh, I also want to correct myself. The movie is called Furious 7. Not Fast 7. I no, picked the wrong... I picked the wrong word. I had two options, and I picked... <laughs> and I they picked... didn't want to emphasize yeah. Fast for... Un- unfortunately, Fast years.
2: 7 was the uh, the porn parody.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, of you. course. Yeah,
2: that makes sense, too.
0: All right, Josh, speaking of porn parodies, what do you got for us?
2: <clears throat> uh, you know what? This is great. You're going to have to, to click on the link and then expand it, but you really want to go to dinner at Hakkasan. I've been there. Because... It will only cost you one ninety nine ninety nine. I have no idea how this? the guy was able to get to one hundred ninety nine ninety nine, but he did. That's so they the it. Luck. Johnny Shee would
0: be proud of one ninety nine. Thank you. I will say uh Dinner for three for less than two hundred dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went, I've yeah. been to Hakkasan in San Francisco and Las Vegas, and it is actually very good. That was the first place I found uh, Pappy Van Winkle 23 at mm. a restaurant. So, hmm. Let's see what he had here. Uh, soft-shell crab, vegetarian dim sum, duck roll, peppa duck.
3: What's a Javara bomb?
0: I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Coca-Cola. Four pounds each. Holy Man, walking Buddhas are
3: expensive. Yeah,
0: London. How about that? London is very expensive. Very good. Very well done. And Josh asks, where's the whiskey? That's a valid question. (laughs) Yeah, thank Thank you. you. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, All right, who we got left? Sebastian. Me. Yeah, we're going to skip Alan because he left that blank.
1: So I, I don't have a computer to... Um, yeah, he's occupied
0: you know. right now. That's fine.
1: You you're so, in
4: the PC perspective offices and you don't have a computer.
1: Well, one that I can use.
0: Unacceptable. He usually <laughs> fills this in at the, right at the end of the show, right, on his laptop, <laughs> rather than prepping ahead of time for it, like all of us. Actually, we, I have a pick. Yeah, we just don't have sorry. a link in the, We'll in save thing. it for next week. Though. I okay, <laughs> put we'll several
4: seconds of effort into this. Yeah. The last couple of days I've been using this Zenfone 2 from Thank Asus. You. And it is astonishingly nice for the money, and you, you really forget about the money as you're using the phone. It's a really, really nice phone. Hmm. And I will say the one thing that kind of stands out for me, and I'm really picky about this, the actual touch part of the screen, the digitizer, and Asus in their uh, specifications uh, that I was reading through when I did a news post mm-hmm. on this a week ago, they go into excruciating detail. Like, uh, I fix it, tear down detail of every single chip and part that's in this thing, but whatever they did with the digitizer and the implementation of touch is just buttery smooth. It's the best I've ever used is still an iPhone, but this thing is as good. Hmm. And, uh, I know, uh, Ryan, you had some, uh, some time with Intel, they we were talking about their new mobile platform. This is using an Intel Atom quad-core yep. chip. And the, the the base speed on this chip, I think, according to CPU-Z, was 500 megahertz, but it can boost up to 2.3 gigahertz on the one that I have. Yep. And it just seems to want to boost all the way up as soon as you start touching the screen. So you're always getting a really fluid response. So the long and short of it is basically that scrolling with this, it's running Android 5.0 Lollipop. Scrolling in Chrome is smoother on this than any other phone or tablet I've ever used.
0: It's pretty impressive. Again, we should say this is a $199 unlocked phone for the 16-gig model and 299 for the 64-gig model unlocked. There's, a, there's other differences. The CPU on the higher end one is a little bit faster So you could have well. a cell
2: phone for two years or dinner at Hakasan for one night.
0: Yeah. Actually, you could have this phone for your whole life. Yeah,
4: you can keep this fair. phone forever. It has two them. SIM slots in it. Mm-hmm. Two, You could be on two networks at once, although one of them is only 2G, apparently, and the other one's well, up you, to LTE. You swap but. the SIM,
0: so when you do your drug dealing, you use the SIM 2. When you're doing your other dealing, you do SIM 1?
4: You know, I'm not a scientist, but this phone is pretty nice for the
0: money. Uh, I'm not a scientist either, and I agree. Uh, I have one as well. Uh, it's... I, I It's really interesting, right? It's Intel's first phone in the US, I think, that's like widely will be widely available in the US. That's Asus's first widely available phone in the US, too. And I think they're both being very aggressive, like I'm sure Intel's selling them chips for dirt cheap and Asus is like you know they're, they're doing whatever they can in terms of cost because they know that their only way to compete in a market that's dominated by iPhones and HTCs and um, Samsungs is to start low, start that price low and show people that you can have as good of an experience on it but, as other things. And I know Sebastian has a review pending as well.
3: You're forgetting they have got a giant market share of a much larger market than North America.
0: Well, China
3: and India, like the Zenfone, has been selling there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but I still
0: don't think they have a huge market share.
3: It's uh, it's, it's not the biggest. Uh, HuI uh, probably has oh, yeah. more, and one of their company I can't think of off the top of my head, but still, it, it they've got a lot of money coming in from over there. They can play over here and undercut people. It's going to be interesting to see.
0: I will say, Sebastian, I totally screwed up when they asked me which color I wanted. I could have got red. And I, what did you get? I w- you have that you have silver. So. so, what's the other one? Is it gold? Well, no. You have the one that they offered me a color of. I have, oh, I see. So we have two silvers, is what we have. Gotcha. It was I, it was it was a moment of weak <clears throat> of weakness. I I I didn't know what the red looked like. I thought it might have been pinkish. It was not. So there's a gold too.
4: That is a uh, very rich red color.
0: Yeah, it is.
4: Actually, even the silver has kind of a goldish tint to it.
0: And it's really only the backplate, so we can just swap that out later.
4: Yeah, exactly. The backplate's just snap off. That's a
0: secret. Yeah. All right, so review pending on that probably next week uh, from Sebastian. Thank you guys for joining us. Oh, quick reminder, I've, I forgot to say this at the beginning, this Saturday is VLAN 10, right, Jeremy?
3: You're damn straight it is. It kicks off at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And goes until the lo- the last frog drops, which, since <laughs> many of them are overseas, can be s- pretty late in the day, uh, or early on Monday, depending on how well it goes.
0: What, um, where can people go to find information about? It? What's the best place?
3: Well, I, w- I suggest maybe going to PC Perspective because up on the front page there is a gaming post uh, which mentions exactly how you can get in and get in on all the draws from not only AMD this time, but Fractal Design has uh, stepped up their game and is offering some fun little prizes. Uh, Not to mention, there's a whole bunch of gaming going on. It's going to be great fun. So there's a thread in this post here where you go and let people know that you're going to show up because we we do appreciate to know how many people are going to be coming in. And you can also follow the links from there to find out what games we're going to play, what mods and patches we are currently using because you should really download them all before you start playing, not after you start playing.
0: Yeah, that's a real bummer.
3: And also all the information on how to get on the TeamSpeak server, which you have to do if you want to win. And besides, it's a hell of a lot more fun when you can talk with all the gang. So...
0: Good list of people up here already that have signed up to be part of it. These are really fun things. If you've never taken part, it's a great way to meet a new community. Uh, this is our tenth one, which means there's been nine before it, so they're only getting better from there. And uh, I will be in the Maybe office. Maybe you'll become testing. a regular. They
3: play two, three times a week.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'll be in the office over the weekend a lot testing video cards, so that might be a hmm. reason to uh, benchmarking. To do that. Yes, I'll benchmark. Unreal Tournament 2004, Training Day with Redeemers for many hours. The be, original Far amazing. Cry, you know, it's cutting edge graphics. <laughs> and everybody go to JoshTech.com. Two Ks. That's all we've got. Uh, so that's going to be it for the show tonight, guys. Thank you very much for joining us for our 351st episode of Amazing PC Perspective Podcastness. Uh, PCPer.com/slash podcasts where you can go find the subscription links mp3 downloads youtube videos uh past episodes all that good stuff uh and then com slash live is where i record the show and com slash subscribe is where you can go sign up for the mailing list etc 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 it's all in there uh, and thank you again to casper for sponsoring tonight's episode of the podcast and i think that's it we will see you all next week i'm ryan Schrout. i'm jeremy hellstrom I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Alan Malbentano.
4: I'm
1: Sebastian Peak.
0: We need to find a different camera angle for Alan, like, to point into the nothingness. Just hold up a mirror.
1: That's true. You could just hold up a mirror.